Um, okay, gotta get this thing here started. Uh, okay, welcome to uh, Thus Spoke He-Man. So, a lot happened during the last episode of this show here, and we really need to talk about all of that. Um, by the way, Robo Henrik is back. Hello. Hello. So, last episode, you took some time off, and uh, boy, you missed a whole lot of shit that went down. Please tell me everything. I cannot wait. So, as you all know by now, I guess, this is the podcast dedicated to reading Thus Spoke Zarathustra by Nietzsche and watching uh, the cartoon show He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And uh, last time, I had invited a guest on the podcast to discuss these two works with me, but something was way off with that guy. In the end, it turned out that he was Skeletor in disguise who is the arch-enemy of He-Man and who is apparently real? What the fuck? My mind is blown. Yeah, I, and I know you guys couldn't see any of this because this is a podcast, but damn, it was freaky to look at. So here, so here we have a bit of a meta element, breaking the fourth wall here with up in the podcast universe. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It was like the barriers between the different media breaking down like reality and fiction sort of slipping into each other so you know uh, i'm still processing this information and trying to figure out what the implications of all this are i guess if skeletor exists for real the rest of the show must too like uh, eternia and he-man and castle grayskull and all that Skeletor escaped through a kind of a magic portal, so it seems that Eternia is in a dimension parallel to ours, somehow. And about that, there's some bad news. The reason that Skeletor came here is that he apparently wants to invade our dimension and take it over. I, I, I don't know what he plans to do with it, but it can't be good. Dude's into some really evil shit. What an evil thought to have. How fucking dare you. And there's some more bad news. Because it seems that the reason that this portal opened up between Eternia and our dimension is actually me doing this podcast here and talking about He-Man this extensively. The worlds are linked in some way and the passageway between them widens and narrows based on how much mental energy you put into the link. For instance, by talking about Eternia and He-Man. At least I, I think so. I don't totally get how all of this works, and it was a bit hard to understand what Skeletor said. Like, he, he kept breaking out in a maniacal laughter, which was really distracting. And it is not fucking healthy. Well, you know, they do say that laughter is the best medicine, so... But yeah, that's where we're at right now. By podcasting about He-Man and discussing the deep and intricate connections to Thus Spoke Zarathustra that I am uh, absolutely convinced are there, I have inadvertently opened a portal to Eternia. It seems that uh, it has been there for a very long time, just lying sort of dormant and passive, and now I have activated it. 
and Skeletor knows about it and he is hell-bent on taking his army across to colonize Earth. It's a... Uh, it's a mess. There, yeah. And what the hell do I do here? I feel kind of responsible for all of this. I should have listened to the warnings of that guy who sent in some listener mail and who begged me not to do a podcast about He-Man. He must have known that this would happen. Somehow, he must have known. On the one hand, I feel like the only responsible thing for me to do is to stop doing this show immediately and never talk about He-Man again. But on the other hand, the cat's out of the bag. And I, I don't know that the portal will go away now that I've brought it back to life. All it would take is for someone else to talk a lot about He-Man and Skeletor would be able to take his army into our world. So, even if I stop doing this show, the problem wouldn't be solved. So, I might as well continue with this show. It's, it's not a very responsible and adult reaction to something like this. L listen... I'm not just hesitating to stop doing this show because I'm addicted to podcasting. I, I could do other shows than this one. I just feel a responsibility to clean up this mess that I have made and prevent our world from falling into the clutches of the evil Skeletor. He is not a good guy. Nope. Clearly. But I really don't know how to defeat him. Or how to close this portal up for good. So, what I think may be the only solution, and, and hear me out here, this is gonna sound a little nuts, but I think that I may have to go through the portal myself and cross over into Eternia. If Skeletor is real, so must He-Man, the Sorceress, and all the others be. So if I go to Eternia, I can find He-Man and ask him to help me. If anyone knows how to defeat Skeletor, it is him. As far as I can tell, this is my only hope. No, no, our entire world's only hope. Yeah, it seems like the sensible thing. So, uh... Yeah, but it's really scary. <laughs> I feel bad even asking this, but... Would you come with me, Robo Henrik? I don't know if I can do this by myself. Yes, I will go with you. Let's go on this, like, road trip. Oh, thank you so much, you valley girl. Okay, great. If you don't mind, I think we'd better hurry up and get going. I've already wasted enough time here as it is. Yeah, I think I think we're slowly going into a subplot, and I think it it starts here. Yes. Okay. So the portal has narrowed a bit since I recorded the last episode, and we're gonna have to widen it a bit to be able to go through. That's what you can hear in the background. That's the portal. It's what a scary sound. So um, so yeah, let's talk about this week's episode of He-Man, uh, for a bit, and that should. Do the trick and enable us to uh, to cross over.
Yes, we're on episode four this time. Yes, and it is called The Dragon Invasion. In this episode, Skeletor and Beastman have a new scam going on. They are stealing a bunch of dragon eggs from a nest, and then they go around throwing these eggs all over Eternia. By applying some kind of growth serum, they make the eggs hatch immediately, and the dragon, like the dragon kits, grow up instantly. Uh, this entire thing isn't really explored in depth. Basically, they want to use this as a distraction. While everybody is busy fighting off dragons, Skelly and his friends can just waltz into Castle Greyskull and take it over. Skeletor also has a dragon pearl that he can capture the sorceress in, so he can take over the old ruin that is Castle Greyskull. And Beastman continues this weird tradition of Skelly's helpers always being ready to betray him. It's like they say, true friends stab you in the front. Okay, we cut to the royal palace at dinner time. And here we get a little weird sequence. Because apparently Orko, the weird flying thing, provides the palace's food by pulling it out of his coat. Uh, I wouldn't trust his cooking, though. Seems like a surefire way to get some magical food poisoning. In order to be able to eat more than he is just normally capable of, because that's a normal thing to want, Orko clones himself into four Orcos via magic. But the four Orcos immediately start fighting. Prince Adam suggests that they work together instead. And they try this. They try to work together to make a shining star. And then the clones just disappear. <laughs> what? I don't know. I, 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 but I guess there's some parallel to Zarathustra here. And the idea that Orko is the creating spirit that Eternia is not ready for. Here he is literally trying to birth a dancing star. That's that classic Zarathustra line where you have to have chaos within you to be able to birth a dancing star. And that's basically literally what they're trying to do here. So, um, Overlap, overlap. Yeah, indeed. But um, back to the plot of this episode. One of the dragon eggs lands in the palace courtyard and He-Man and the other good fellas have a big dragon fight. They use a kind of a freeze ray to shoot at the dragon and then just freeze it in place temporarily. And after this has worked, they go around doing that to all the other dragons that uh, are attacking all over Eternia. And unlike in the last episode where it was completely impossible for the goodies to figure out that it was Skeletor that was up to no good, this time He-Man quickly concludes that the dragons are controlled by Beast-Man, who is obviously controlled by Skeletor. So he has uh, he's gotten wiser since last time. And meanwhile, Skeletor takes over Greyskull. With the help of Evelyn's magic, Skeletor traps the sorceress in his like the dragon pearl. He then transports the pearl back to Snake Mountain. And since the sorceress is now away from her castle, 
she is instantly starting to wither and die. Skeletor now controls the castle and puts a magic force field around it using the pearl. Just before she was captured, the sorcerers managed to send out a distress signal to He-Man, so all the good guys show up at Castle Grayskull. Since they can't get across the force field, He-Man and Teela decide to go to Snake Mountain instead, in the hope that they can get control over Beast-Man. That way they can get all the dragons to attack the force field using teamwork, which is a kind of theme of this episode. They find Beastman, who for some reason is left all alone behind at Snake Mountain. They fight, obviously, and they defeat Beastman, and when they do, all the dragons instantly become friendly. Using teamwork, the dragons spew fire on the force field until it breaks down and the good guys can enter Castle Grayskull. Then there's more fighting, a lot of fighting, very much fighting, so much fighting. Skeletor escapes through a portal back to Snake Mountain, where He-Man is still hanging out for some reason. They fight, again, but Skeletor pulls out the trump card, the sorceress trapped in the pearl. By putting her in there, he has gotten the sorceress's power and Skelly grows bigger. But he is still easily thrown into a pit by He-Man. He-Man decides to save Skeletor from dying in the pit, and Skeletor mocks him for this. What a weak thing to do to save him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Skeletor escapes and leaves the pearl behind. A dragon destroys the pearl, and the sorceress is set free, and everything is fine. The dragon kids return to their mummy, and the rest of the baddies have escaped through a portal at some point off-screen. Easy solution. So, we get to the lesson of the episode, and surprisingly, it is not a lesson about teamwork, as has been foreshadowed throughout the episode. No, it is Orko talking about how you should treat animals with respect, and that we have a responsibility to our pets. That is very true, I guess, but it doesn't really fit at all with the rest of this episode. So, uh, yeah. Wow. That is pretty much the episode. I don't think, like, it's not the most interesting episode, I would say. No, no, it isn't. But it did the trick. Look, the puzzle is pretty wide now. I think, uh, I think it's ready for us to go through now. Okay, are, are we ready for this? We have to do this. We have to do this. It's just penetration. Okay, you're, you're making it weird. This, this doesn't have to be weird at all, but you made it weird. Stop it. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. All right. Okay, let's go through. Here goes... Wait, 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 wait one second. I better bring the... I better bring this, uh, the Zarathustra book. Yes. If I take this along, we can keep doing the podcast while we're on the other side. Okay, let's go. So this is Eternia. Wow. Wow. It's a... It's really a shame, dear listener, that this is an 
audio only medium so you can't see all of this uh, shit that we're seeing here because it is really something sorry dear listener but this is probably what's going to happen during this podcast yeah we're just going to have to describe it the best that we can it's really um, it's really like warm and uh, purple Right here where we stand, it's kind of a desert, very rocky and jagged, and the sky is kind of reddish. This is just grimy and dirty, man. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Also, do you hear like, like, like music in the background? I think it was also there when Skeletor was in our dimension. Is everyone in Eternia just constantly being accompanied by this kind of soundtrack music? Strange. It, it is very strange. Anyway, let's uh, let's get going. We'd better see if we can find He-Man and and fast. It's uh, it's interesting to see Eternia with my own eyes, but, but but I'd really prefer to get this over with and get home as soon as possible. This place kind of gives me the, the creeps. It's much more barren than I expected. It kind of looks like it does in the cartoon, but it's just much more, I don't know, like decrepit and and dying. This is just a barren hellscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is kind of a wasteland. Kind of looks like a post-apocalyptic dystopian nightmare. But it may take a, take a while before we find anyone, so we'll just have to walk for a while, I think. So, um, while we're walking, we might as well talk about the chapter of Thus Spoke Zarathustra. I did bring this book along, after all. It feels kind of weird walking in this, like, uh, post-apocalyptic wasteland and just talking about this, like, philosophy book. I am pretty sure that's how the book was written in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that would... Uh, I guess kind of explain a lot about that book. Okay, but let's get into some Zarathustra. Maybe you want to take the lead in the summary of this chapter, Hendrik. Yes. Um, uh, so we get like what the first half of the chapter or the first third of the chapter is just sex scenes. What? Okay, okay. You clearly didn't read it. Okay, fine. Then I will just have to take care of it then. This is chapter 4, called On the Despises of the Body. And Zarathustra addresses these despises of the body. They are the ones who believe in gods and worlds behind. So of course, our boy Zarathustra hates these mofos. Really, he just wants them to piss off and die. Not that I would have them learn and teach differently, but simply say farewell to their own bodies, and thus become mute. I guess no need to try to change their minds. The awakened one, the one who knows, they know that there's only body, and soul is merely a word for something about the body. And the same is the spirit and senses. The spirit, senses and the soul, they are just tools and toys for the body and the self. 
And it seems like the body and the self are understood largely as synonymous ideas and concepts here. The self lives in the body and is the body. It is a mighty commander, an unknown wise man. But Zarathustra differentiates between the I and the self. I don't quite know what the difference is. Um, I guess the self decides when the I is supposed to feel pleasure and pain and what it is meant to think. All the fancy thinking of the I is just silly to the self who is really in control. Uh, yeah, oh, and there's just a short little rock climb here. Okay. Oh, okay. You got a hand like? Oh yeah, it's fine. Okay, great. Okay, so uh, continuing on. Regarding the despisers of the body, Zarathustra argues that all respecting and despising is just something created by the self, just like pleasure and pain. So, even in their despising of the body and thereby the self, they are serving it because the body created their feeling. These people's self can no longer create anything beyond itself, and since that is what it wants to do the most, it now just wants to go under and die. And that in turn makes them despise their body, because the self, in its inability to create, wants to be destroyed. And therefore they are now angry with life and the earth. An unconscious envy lurks in the squinting glance of your despising. But our boy Zarathustri is not like that, no siree. I do not walk your way, you despisers of the body. You are, for me, no bridges to the overhuman. Wow. So that, that is basically the entire chapter, right? Yeah, it's a short one, thankfully. Okay. Uh, oh. Damn it, all these rocks. Okay, so what do we have in this chapter? We learn that underneath the eye, the conscious spirit, there is a self that is closely tied to the body. This self is really in control and decides when the conscious I is going to feel pleasure and pain and when it is going to be respecting and despising. Mm -hmm. Very weird relationship they have going there, yes. What it wants the most is to create something beyond itself. Just like the childlike spirit, the third transformation after the camel-like spirit has become a lion and rejected its god, as you may remember from a few episodes back. Zarathustra talks about the so-called despisers of the body. They are the ones who believe in God and reject their body and the earth that is the real world, and instead long for a distant heavenly existence. But Zarathustra points out that all their thoughts, including their disgust with their bodies, comes from the self and the body itself. They are still completely under its command. 
it is because their self has lost the ability to create that they have become despisers of the body because their body wants to die. Remember that to become the overhuman, you still need to be able to birth a dancing star. We talked about that back in our dimension. You need to be able to create something beyond yourself. When you lose that ability, you become like the last humans, those silly little hobbit-like creatures we heard about a few episodes back. So these despisers have lost the ability to become overhumans, and therefore their bodies just want to die. I think that's the gist of what old um, Nietzsche Nietzsche is going for here. This this book, like, it is a strange book. This one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess that's interesting enough. Um. Lots of good stuff, that philosophy book. Um, well, we have gotten pretty far here on our, on our walk in, uh, in Eternia. And I really regret not getting in better shape before going on this uh, Eternian hike. But um, yeah, where are we at here? It is still very much a desert wasteland here. And it's still very purple. And still no sign of anyone around here. There are two like two like weird birds over there. But I don't see any Wait a second. Look, look! Someone's walking over there, but I can't quite make out who it is. Traveling Matt here. Pleased to meet you. Oh, oh. Hello? Hey? Wait. Wait a second, are you? Oh, you're oh shit. I don't believe this. Are you traveling Matt Frackle? I certainly am. And furthermore, a fearless explorer, all the discoveries, all the daring deeds, and... Oh, careful, that looks... It looks like it is very painful. Oh, yeah, yeah, painful, yeah, yeah. Well, careful, oh. <laughs> these rocks are very, uh, very slippery. Actually, it's, uh... It's quite interesting under there. Oh, well, okay. Well, I, I guess that kind of stuff comes with the job of being an explorer. There's always something to explore, even painful falls. It, oh, it looks so painful, but... Um, but what are you doing here in Eternia, Matt? How did you get here from Fraggle Rock? This is like a completely different universe, isn't it? No, 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 this is another part of outer space. Oh. Oh, did you come here the same way that you've been going to the other outer space? What I would call Earth? The weird, weird human dimension. Yes, yes. This is yet another part of outer space. Interesting, interesting. So, I guess there's a portal to Fraggle Rock somewhere around here. Like maybe a passageway or or gate of some kind. Yes, it's uh, right down this tunnel. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's right over there. Wow, this is wild. So now you're just going around exploring Eternia. I certainly am. So I guess you haven't been here very long. Have you uh, discovered anything interesting about this world yet? 
the food is terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, that figures. Probably aren't a lot of Dusa constructions to be found in Eternia. Yeah, I didn't have to eat today either, so it's fine. What? Robo Henrik, you eat Dusa constructions too? Wow, I'm learning so much today. But not only aren't there any Dusas around here in Eternia, in fact, from what Henrik and I have seen so far, it just seems like a big empty desert. Yes, and there doesn't appear to be anyone around. Okay, so you haven't seen anyone either. Outer space seems to be uninhabited. Hmm, this is really weird. Yes, it is. I don't know what's going on. Hmm. Well, we do know for sure that Skeletor is lurking around somewhere here. But we haven't seen any sign of any of the good guys. And everything seems like it's just falling apart and rotting away. Like, I think it seems like something bad has happened here. I don't know, this, this entire place just gives me the creeps. Yeah. Are you scared? No, it's fine. It's fine. No, no, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I'm scared per se. It's just worrying. That's all. Actually, what about you? I've always been curious to see what you're like. Uh, what are you doing, Henrik? Where are you going with this? Are you a scared little boy? Certainly not. Are you sure? Scared? I? Traveling Matthew Fraggle? <laughs> Nonsense! I demand an apology. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. I'm so, so sorry, Matt. You must forgive my friend here. He, uh, <clears throat> he goes a bit, uh, well, off track sometimes. It's because he's, uh, you know how to put it, he's, uh... I am not a person. What? I'm not real. I'm just a, I'm just a voice box. <laughs> Good for you! <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you want to be on the podcast? Oh, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Why don't you come with us, Traveling Matt, and do some podcasting? You know, um, we're talking about uh, Thus Spoke Zarathustra and... No, 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 I'm too busy. Sure, sure, oh, yeah, oh, okay, I, I understand. It's up to you. And now I'm leaving. <clears throat> oh, okay, are you in a hurry? Are you going somewhere? Why, right now I'm about to make a major discovery. Oh, you are? Just what you expect from a fearless explorer. Oh, I, I guess so. Whoa! Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Good. Whoa. 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 Oh, well, dear. Um, well. I guess. Um. Good luck with your discovery. Time's wasting. Goodbye, Matt. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. What the fuck? I know. I did not expect to see a fucking uncle traveling Matt here. That's nuts. Like, it's fucking crazy. Jeez. Holy shit. So, uh, so I guess we've learned that there's a direct path between Eternia and Fraggle Rock. I guess you can just go to Fraggle Rock through that cave opening over there. Yes, through the terrible tunnel. Well, we don't know that it's that tunnel, but it sure doesn't look too good. Well, as Uncle Matt says, time's wasting. We'd better get uh, get get going as well. We have a long way to go, I assume. I have no idea, actually. Let's get going. So, 
what do you think about getting into some um, yeah, analysis of the He-Man episode and the and the Zarathustra chapter? Yes, we can do that. All right, great. It's gonna be kind of tough, I think, to get anything meaningful out of trying to analyze these two. Um, yeah, I guess I'm gonna maybe f have to force it a bit, but well, here goes. In He-Man, we have some themes of teamwork, treating animals well, growing up fast and um, like saving your enemy. The story is mostly, I guess, about servitude. Skeletor forces the dragons to work for him, simply as a tool in his ultimate plan, without their respect or consent. He-Man frees the dragons, and they assist him willingly. The good guys rely on teamwork and willing participation. The bad guys use coercion and fragile alliances between factions with conflicting interests. All of Skeletor's helpers are slaves or looking to betray him for their own gains. On the good side, there is a society based on community and mutually beneficial cooperation. On the bad side, there is a society of exploitation and selfish individuals that are only collaborating through force or as a means to a personal end. This is essentially, in a stylized sense, a struggle between communism and capitalism. But in this highly commercial product that this cartoon show is made primarily to sell toys and made in the United States the capitalist stronghold during the Cold War, in this episode the capitalists are evil and the communists are the good guys. What is going on? What is happening? The dragons are set up as the working class that under capitalism are forced to work against their own interests to enrich the upper class while under the more socialist regime they enjoy the benefits of a society based on teamwork and mutual respect. They become free as a result of the toppling of the ruling class and the captains of industry represented by the reign of the evil Skeletor. So that's interesting, but it is of course also completely muddled. Because for instance, Eternia is still a monarchy, ruled supremely by the king. And He-Man could be seen as a kind of authoritarian strongman figure acting without any oversight or checks and balances to enforce the absolute power of a non-democratic ruler. So from this perspective, Skeletor might be seen as a revolutionary, seeking to unseat the dictatorial ruler and open Eternia up to a free market with, uh, with the liberal values and competition. So, uh, so that's kind of a different perspective on the whole thing. But yeah, I guess there's a parallel to the theme of servitude to be found in Zarathustra. 
everybody is under the ultimate control of the body and the self. But the despisers of the body feel a conflict. They believe that they have a soul that is superior to the body. And they want the body to be destroyed so the soul can transcend. But this comes from the body itself. So they are in unwilling servitude to the body. Like the dragons were in servitude to Skeletor. Meanwhile, those that do not believe in a soul or a, you know, a world behind or a god, they are working together with the self and the body in a mutually beneficial way, like the dragons with He-Man and the other good guys. That fits with the rejection of God found in both Zarathustra's teachings and the representation of communism that we could find in the He-Man episode on the good guy's side. So that's interesting. But where Zarathustra used the dragon as a metaphor for God, naming it Thou Shalt, in He-Man the dragon becomes the spirit that is either forced to work for its master, like in its camel-like state, or liberated and able to reject being ruled over like in its lion-like state and eventually the child-like state. So, yeah, yeah, I think, I think I managed to find some kind of connection between these. Didn't even think about that. That's a good, that's a good uh, connection we have going there. Yeah, indeed. But now that I think about it, there's actually a much deeper level to all this. Okay, listen. Wait, did you hear that? I don't know. It was... Um... I sense a presence I haven't felt since... Oh, you're all oh, shit. Skeletor! That's right! <laughs> you are trespassing! Who dares to enter the domain of Skeletor? Oh, fuck. This is bad. God fucking damn it. I, Skeletor, master of the universe! He has power issues. Okay, Henrik, uh, keep quiet. I don't think he has seen you yet. And he, d he doesn't know you, so maybe you can, like, escape down that way and warn... Look at this character. Look how much of a, an idiot he is. But who's that? Shh, 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 shh. Oh, shut up, Henrik. Don't be so damn sassy. You, you should appreciate the, like, the sassy nature of me. God damn it, now is not the time to glitch or to be sassy. Oh, you could have managed to hide or something, but now Skeletor has seen you. Here he comes. Oh, uh, hi. Hi, Skelly. Yeah. Well, well, a little visitor. <laughs> Welcome, stranger. I am Skeletor, and this is Beastman. Oh, hi, Beastie. <laughs> Who are you? I am Henrik, and joining me as always is my co-host, Sigfrid. Don't you think I know that? Yeah, he, he knows who I am, Henrik. I did an entire episode of the podcast with him guest hosting. You better get yourself together. This is kind of a critical moment, Henrik. Stop glitching. I kind of liked the newer Taylor Swift. Uh, okay, well, uh, at least try to keep quiet then and let me handle this. Ah, uh, the situation with Skeletor here. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, 
for you too. You might as well make yourself at home because you won't be leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, that relentless laughing. That's almost the worst part of this guy. It's like a weird tick that he can't control. You know, uh, almost like the, like the Joker in, that, uh, in the hit movie, The Joker. Yes, yes, it kind of feels like that, actually. It's like he doesn't even realize that he will always be defeated by He-Man, who is bound to come and save us any minute now. He's been beaten down so many times by the good guys and he still thinks that he's winning. He's still laughing maniacally at it all. He's just completely lost his shit. He's just laughing at it, like, tragically, right? Silence, you fool! Are you here to pledge your loyalty to the new ruler of Eternia? No, we will never join you, Skeletor! Oh, you will! You will! <laughs> the whole cosmos will be my slave! Now, kneel before your master! <laughs> Someone needs a hug. Quiet! I have a job for you too! Uh, fuck no! We're not gonna work for you! <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just need a bigger fucking barrel to vomit in. Very well. Perhaps my pet Panthor will put you in a more reasonable state of mind. See, that's a fucking power move, and I have to acknowledge that. Okay, Henrik, don't give him too much credit here. You don't stand a chance, Skelly Boy. We're here to get the help of He-Man, and once we do, he will beat you up, and together we will make sure that you are stopped once and for all. <laughs> you flippin' fool! You don't have D-Man to save you! <laughs> <laughs> I think you underestimate what we are capable of. Henrik and I just try to think about that. What? You? I must think of myself, not you! That is very random. You just need Gaunt in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he, he does actually sound a lot like... Uh, one of the quote-unquote good guys in an Ayn Rand novel. Oh, look, I think he's like gearing up for a big Randian monologue right now. You're a fool if you think you can stop me here. <laughs> now we're playing in my dimension and I make all the rules. <laughs> I'm long for this moment. Because you're powerless against me now. I'm so powerful, I even impress myself. <laughs> oh yeah, that's some classic Ayn Rand narcissistic nonsense right there. When you listen to it, it's like, eh, it's, it's more like Ayn Rand, like, rambling. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Because any moment now, He-Man is going to show up and save the day and kick old Skelly in his bony, reared and metal ass. Boom. Yes, exactly. He is a true hero. <laughs> we'll see about that. I've been waiting a long time for this moment. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What is he, what is he up to now? Skeletor's like going over to a big pile of rocks over there. Demon, are you there? Demon, I am calling as a friend. 
What's he playing at here? What's he doing? Ugh, I, I don't know, man. What more? Oh, this has got to be some kind of weird trick he's trying out. But it ain't gonna work. He-Man! Wait, wait, wait. Look behind you, Henrik. Someone's coming from over there. Oh, yeah. Skeletor! Yeah. Ah, there he is! Welcome, He-Man! Oh, fuck yeah, it's He-Man! <laughs> We're saved! Yes! Oh, yeah! He's gonna kick Skeletor's old bony ass! Greetings, He-Man! Skeletor! A friend of yours is waiting for you! Ah, but what is Skeletor doing? I, I really don't get his angle here. Who's here? Okay, He-Man's coming over to us now. Oh, hi, hi, okay, hi, I'm Sifred, and this is my friend Henrik. You came at just the right moment, He-Man. My name is He-Man. Yes, yeah, 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 yes, yes, we know. Are you all right, little buddy? How are you feeling? Oh, oh, we are fine, don't worry. We actually traveled from far, far away just to see you and ask for your help in defending us from someone evil. And I'll bet that someone is Skeletor. Yes, I knew you would understand. Well, he won't give us any more trouble. Oh, I am so relieved to hear that. Uh, this has been such a tough time and I'm... So glad that you are here finally, and that the worst is behind us now. Come on, you two. Let's go see Skeletor. Wait, wait, why? Let's just hurry up and get away, right? You can take us to the Royal Palace, and we can gather the troops, and we can give Skeletor an ass-whooping so bad that he will never walk again. Isn't that a much better plan? I love that idea. Let's go for it. That's just what I was thinking. Now, let's go home. Enough of your silly game! This is no time for jokes, E-Man! Alright! What? Wait, what? What? You always did know how to make an unusual entrance! Now, vanquish my enemies! Sounds like a good idea! Wait, wait a fucking second, what is this? Wait a minute, wait a minute, no, no, no. E-Man isn't attacking Skeletor, he gave him a hug! Another just talking! We did it, Skeletor! All of us working together? My plan has worked perfectly! We're not so far apart, are we, He-Man? My feelings exactly! What's going on here? You guys are supposed to be mortal enemies! Why are you being all friendly now? What the fuck is going on? We're not enemies right now, we're on the same side. We make better friends than enemies. What? This is unbefucking leavable Skeletor and He-Man have teamed up and become like weirdly good friends and they are taking Skeletor's side in this? That is exactly what they're fucking doing. So now I guess we'll have to defeat both Skeletor and his good pal He-Man. Not as long as my friends and I are here to stop you. Thanks, and you are truly loyal. Oh, they just keep yammering on about how good friends they are. Uh, it's really weirding me out. It, it, it keeps on going. It's so uncomfortable. But, but He-Man, why are you doing this? The feeling of power is very strong. <laughs> so that's it, huh? You just gave in to your boner for power? 
I could rid the entire universe of evil. Nothing could stop me. No one would dare oppose my will. Whatever I want, I could have. That's right! <laughs> With the added power of Grayskull, my magic is as strong as yours. <laughs> Skeletor is right. Are you ready to give up? No, no, we will fight you both. <laughs> you don't have D-Man to save you now. Well, we will find a way. Your idea of capturing He-Man was ridiculous to begin with. Oh, no, you buffoon. We weren't trying to capture He-Man. Have you gone completely mental, you dumb fuck? <laughs> You'd better surrender. He will, or he'll regret it. Oh, God, this is fucking bullshit. What's going on? This is so bad. No need to be upset, my friend. I am not your friend, Skeletor. I'm not gonna help you do a single fucking thing. I told you that way back in the podcast studio. You know, it's important to give our friends a chance to make up for their mistakes. Indeed. Let's see if you're worthy to serve me. Worthy? What the fuck? That is a bit insane. What, what, what the hell do you even have to offer us? Join forces with me. Together we will rule. Oh, oh yeah, and some Darth Vader shit. Well, no, thank you. Yeah, but think of the power we could share. No one would ever laugh at you again. Oh, 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 oh that's low. I'm, I'm not a joke. People aren't laughing at me. They're laughing with me. Right, Henrik? I don't even know at this point. It's a cruel business. I'm not a joke. I'm doing good things for all of humanity here. Just think of all the other things we could do for humanity by joining forces. You have an opportunity to change your destiny. Don't pass it up. Fuck you, He-Man. I had a feeling you'd say that. Perhaps we can make a deal of some kind. I think you can be persuaded. I think I have an idea. And I'm going to need the help of both of you. Uh, how so? How about a friendly little contest? With the winner getting to keep Tila. What? Did he just offer up Tila, the somewhat strong female character, as a prize in a contest? This is so fucking regressive. Jeez, I have a feeling that this dude, He-Man, may be a bit problematic. Mm, I think that character is more than a bit problematic. What's wrong? Well, hmm. Uh, How to unpack that? No. Cover your ears if you're, <laughs> if you're a little snowflake now. You're fucking problematic. Mmm, snowflake? Ugh, yeah, snowflake, that's like a derogatory term for someone who's like overly sensitive and easily offended and uh, it's like used very unironically by right-wing people. Well, well, I'll need your help, Snowflake. Ugh, I, we shouldn't have taught him that term. You, you should have been wearing your mega hat today, if it ever was appropriate. This is about the time. Ugh, yeah, you're right. I would not have thought that coming here. He-Man is sounding like a red-pilled incel gamergator type here. He's not even trying to hold it together anymore. He's just completely lost his shit. Are you ready to give up? No! Uh, 
Jubilee Beauty? What beauty? One moment you're nagging me, and one moment you're complimenting me. Are you guys some sort of love-bombing, fedora-wearing neckbeard pickup artists or something? This is fucking not woke at all! Ugh. I see clear signs of gaslighting here. Yeah! We're not gonna help you to problematic weirdos take over the world. You're gonna have to accept the truth sooner or later. No, you'll have to, my beauty. Your hatred of me will work in my favor. <laughs> oh, so all that time with you two being mortal enemies and trying to get rid of each other, what happened here? What the fuck went on? How did you become friends? I need to know. I'll explain later. No, damn it! I need some answers right goddamn now, so fucking help me, God! <laughs> Very good, young one! I like your spirit! You know, you know what? I think that maybe, maybe the two of you were always just Hailing around behind the scenes and you were just pretending to fight each other. Oh yes, tell them as it is, like rip them apart. I think it was all just fake. All this talk of good and evil and doing the right thing. I think you guys are just some great A fakers. Speaker, I'll show you who's a faker here. Hang on, Skeletor. Oh, oh, you don't like being called a faker, do you, Skeletor? You don't like to get exposed? You need your little buddy boy, He-Manny, to step in and help you. If there's one thing I can't stand, it's a sore loser. <laughs> okay. What's going on? Please stop this. <laughs> we rule, you drool. How do you like them apples, you Fucker! How do you like that, huh? I don't like it, Faker, and I like you even less. You'll be ruling from a dungeon cell when I'm through with you, villain. Let's get him! Skeletor, use your force field projector! <laughs> As you wish, D-Man! He knows what to do! He always knows what to do! Ah, oh, it's so weird to see these two goons being so supportive of each other. It, it is very strange. It's just... Broken people being broken together, I guess. Oh, oh. They've made some kind of a force field cage. <laughs> Victory! I'll get in there, you two! Get inside, you two! Oh, 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 oh shit. Now we're trapped. God fucking damn it. <laughs> that solid magnetic force you're trapped in! Not even a mega bomb could dent it! Now, let's go home. <laughs> I have done it! Sometimes my power even amazes me, Baker! He has power issues. It makes him seem like really insecure when he just keeps yammering on about how powerful he is. I'm in control here. <laughs> Take them to the dungeons and see they are made uncomfortable. <laughs> they will never escape. 
You've got some heavy thinking to do. I hope you come to the right conclusion. We will play a waiting game. Let him beg, then we'll deal. Sounds like a good idea. Oh, you have another thing coming. We will never help you. Nothing you can do or say will make us change our minds. I could make things very warm for you. Very warm. What kind of a threat is that? You want to eat, don't you? When you're half starved, believe me, you'll do anything I say. Oh, 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 oh. that does sound like you wants to torture us. What do you think he'll do, Henrik? He's just beating with, like, shit with a hammer. His weird torture device. Oh god, you think so? That sounds super unpleasant. Corpse being mutilated by a hammer. God, that's dark. This is so nihilistic. Oh, whoa. I, I, I don't think you're handling this pressure well, dude. It sounds like you're breaking down, and, and maybe you're catching some of that laughing disease that Skeletor has got going. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, all you heroes, let's get back to the palace and let everyone in on the good news. We've done what we came to do. Let's go! Oh, I guess the episode is over now. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh. Oh. I'll try to make a new transmission as soon as possible. Um, We're out. <laughs> Bye. Oh.